This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. Welcome to Do Good Charlotte on the Queen City Podcast Network. I'm Pamela Escobar. In each Do Good Charlotte podcast, you will find out who's helping, who could use a helping hand, and just how you can spread around your own good. In today's episode, we're talking about new chapters. For a lot of people who serve time in prison, getting a job or launching a career afterward is a challenge. City Startup Labs is changing that. It's opening the doors for new opportunities through its reentry entrepreneurship program. It's partnering with major employers like Atrium Health to transition justice-involved people into careers in healthcare. And it's also creating pathways to become entrepreneurs. We're joined by Travis Williams, the director of the Reentry Entrepreneurship Program, and Renee Wells-Watts, who is a participant in the program. Welcome to Do Good Charlotte. Hi. Hello there. Thanks hey. for having us. We are so excited that you're here. So Travis, I'm going to start with you so you can give mm-hmm. us a little bit of information on background, um, specifically about the Reentry Entrepreneurship Program. But that is that part of City Startup Labs or you, it's a collaboration? City Startup Labs has two programs. We have Reentry Entrepreneurship Program or REAP, but we also have Restorative Pathways. That's our workforce development and career building opportunity. Okay. So how do people get involved in the reentry entrepreneurship program? And we could break down the words reentry. So people these are people who have found the program somehow or do you find them? Yes, both. So uh, we get referrals and we're out in the community and letting folks know what we're up to. Um, so anyone that has a record, so we say formerly incarcerated or justice involved, that means they could have served time in prison or jail or uh, just received probation or been convicted of it convicted of anything, all of those folks are going to share the challenges and stigma uh, with getting back into the workforce and creating an income for themselves. So um, yeah, there's we have community partners. Um, folks can apply to us directly. Uh, there's many ways to find us. I'm guessing word of mouth helps too, that Absolutely. people who are in the program, they're, they're familiar. Mm-hmm. So, so let's say I'm new to the program. I found you. I need help. I'm trying to get just back into life, right? Mm-hmm. How do you help me? Yeah. So again, uh, the, we have two kind of pathways here. Restorative pathways is workforce development. And uh, with that program, we have uh, we partner with uh, corporate clients to source talent. Um, and these are folks, again, that are returning citizens. And th- those are folks that are looking for a career in healthcare, right? So our current client is Atrium Health. Um and our other program, Reentry Entrepreneurship Program, this is for folks that are looking to develop their own business. So we teach them soft skills and uh, business skills and eventually help them launch their first venture. So d- does somebody have to come with an idea? Like, let's say I want to start my own business. Um I'm thinking barbershop right off the top of my head because maybe I learned those skills while I was incarcerated. And so now I could, I have those skills, but maybe I need a license. Maybe I need to figure out how to drum up a customer base. Um, so you're, you're, you're showing them how to do all of that. Yeah. So, um, there's actually a lot more to it than the business stuff with reap. Um, we're helping folks develop, uh, we say the three asset classes. So human capital, social capital and financial capital. So before we even get to the business stuff, uh, we're talking social and emotional intelligence, business acumen, uh, communication, professional acumen, all that stuff. Um, first, and then yes, folks bring in their own business ideas and, 
Um, there's a lot of um, uncovering these preconceived notions about what business is and what it's really about. And um, so they learn about value creation and value delivery. So a lot of times what the idea that folks come in with uh, ends up being something totally different at the end of the journey. Right. Because you're figuring out what the need is, what your customers need, and then adjusting for that. That's awesome. So you're shaking your head over here, <laughs> Renee. So tell me um, how, how REAP help you, helps you. How REAP helps me. Um, so I really like the language that Travis used as far as developing the human capital, social and emotional intelligence, um, and the business acumen, because for me, I struggled to understand that society would view me as a person dealing with re-entry. So I am an individual. That's how I saw myself. And I could not understand while I'm applying to jobs, I'm ready to work. I'm willing to work. What is the dilemma here? Like why, why am I not obtaining the position that I'm going after that would actually pay a livable wage? Uh, so the social and emotional intelligence kind of helped me cope through that or work through that internally to better respond to that when I deal with that externally. Mm. So when people are questioning you about your record or, or whatever, whatever gets popped up on this search background check, you're, you, you recognize how to respond to that or how to address it? Um, I recognize that their view of me is different than how I view myself. So I don't see myself as a formerly incarcerated individual because I'm multifaceted. I'm a mother. I'm a student. I'm a community member. I'm a volunteer. So really processing society views you as someone leaving incarceration. So you're going to have to linger there and bring them forward for however many minutes that may take. And, and you can demonstrate your value really quickly. I'm yes, not, I'm you able just to. did. I, I'm like, I'm sitting here. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. So um, have you started your own business? I'm in the process of starting my business. It's really exciting too. It sounds exciting. Um, but also I'm sure a little scary because uh, it's not easy to do that. Uh, I would say a high level of anxiety. The scary part is continuing long-term living in poverty. Mm. That would be the scary part. So whenever I do um, have hesitancy or reluctance, it's really two options. I can do what is in front of me or I can re-enter into what I am accustomed to. I'd rather do what's in front of me. I'd rather do what's in front of me. Can I ask what the business is or is it still in development? Um, it is still in development. And yes, you can ask. I love to share about it. Good. So I am creating a beauty tool for natural hair care practitioners. Um, there is a similar product on the market, but my business centers around enhancing the features that product offers. Okay. Um, so is this, what is this product? It's a tool? Is it a... It yeah, I'll explain it. So it's, okay. <laughs> it's geared towards individuals that have textured hair. Okay. The current product on the market is referred to as a braider's rack. Um, it actually was borrowed from the craft industry. There were no um, adjustments made to it other than the price point in which it is sold at uh, by calling it a braider's rack. So what my business 
will do is enhance that product and make it more ergonomic, um, more suitable for the industry professional in hair care, as opposed to just repurposing the tool from the craft industry. And I'm guessing you have this experience because you have you have been one of these people who have have would would have benefited from something ergonomic that is would help you in while you're doing this. Yeah, I am a natural hair care practitioner and I do notice that the tools that are available to myself and others on the market, they really don't hit the mark. And it is because they're not designed for individuals that work with textured hair. So if you didn't have REAP, do you think you would be at this point right now? To have this idea. It's one thing to have the idea. It's another thing to be in the process or developing it and turning it into something. So how has REAPED influenced this or helped you in that? Uh, that's a two-part answer. Okay. So if I did not have REAP or was not afforded the opportunity for REAP, no, I would not be at this point because I would be functioning with the definition that society gave to me, which is you are reserved to working a position that is below a livable wage, um, that is within a certain industry, typically warehousing, stocking within retail, um, or food service, typically fast food. Those industries pay a very low wage. Um, so no, I would not be at this point that I am crafting and creating a business because I wouldn't believe it to be possible because there would not be individuals willing to share their lived experience in business, their insights in business, and actually have that connector, which is REAP, to say, hey, she's she's tested, she's tried, she's proven, she takes herself seriously, so you can um, give her some of your time. You're smiling over here. Travis, tell me, um, when you hear Renee say that, what are you thinking? Uh, first of all, proud, right? right. So uh, Renee is a heavy hitter in our uh, cohort, um, and she really, she is the epitome of what we've been looking for and what is possible. So first of all, very proud of Renee. But um, yeah, this is, uh, this, this is uh, proof that we can change the narrative, right? There's a lot more folks... Um, you know, her cohort, the cohorts, cohorts before, and by the way, I was in the pilot program of REAP, the very first one. Um, yeah, we can change that narrative, right? We don't have to uh, succumb to the societal stigma of you are a felon, right? You are a criminal, right? So. Well, uh, well just listening to you both, I just, it's, it's taking, educating people about the value that you bring that, mm -hmm. and, um, and so having a conversation with you, it's easy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sold. It's very easy to hear that. Um, but it is interesting to hear how REAP helps you understand and process all of that. And then at the same time, like you said, connecting you. So you're learning from people who've been in your shoes, right? Yes. I get to witness that it's possible. So when you mentioned having the conversation, we have to first get to the table in order to have the conversation. Mm -hmm. So for REAP, my experience with REAP is they, they bring the table in and the people to have the conversation. And that becomes important to somebody like me because I would otherwise be oblivious, flabbergasted, confused as to why is no one speaking to me? Why is everyone <laughs> acting like this doesn't exist? Um, why is everyone 
you know, just in a fantasy world as though I'm, I, as a job seeker, am doing everything that I'm told to do. I am polished. I speak well. I have the look. My resume is polished. It is top tier for sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm, so I'm checking all of the boxes. I'm missing something here. So what REAP does and the people that come through REAP, the um, mentors, I suppose, they pretty much validate, no, you're, you aren't crazy. This really is happening and it's not discussed nearly as often as it needs to be. Mm -hmm. So there is a disconnect. So that validation becomes super important. How, how have um, the relationships with some of your mentors, how have... Um how have they helped you grow? I recruit a lot of mentors. Travis is a mentor of mine. He doesn't even know it. <laughs> because I pretty much pull the knowledge wherever I see there is valuable knowledge. So the mentors have helped me grow by watering what I had a notion was already there. So I might have said to myself, I'm, I'm worthy to have this type of job that pays this dollar amount. I'm I'm worthy to have a certain quality of life. Um, I, I'm I'm definitely worthy of that. And then there may be a certain level of insecurity there. So what the mentors do is go, well, if you conceived it, then it's absolutely possible. So let's go ahead and figure this out. The let's let's bullet point this really quickly. Let or Travis will say, let's let's dissect this real really quickly. So that's how my mentors have assisted me by watering what is already there. So how many Renees are there? How, how many people have you seen go through REAP? Yeah, so there's there's only one Renee. Of course. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is our fourth iteration. And there are a lot of folks that uh, uh, they bring it. They're tenacious. They're, they're self-motivated. They're not playing around, uh, but just need the vehicle to get to that success. Right. And, and as much as I love REAP and we want to attribute the success folks experience to a REAP, uh, it's they were going to do it anyway. Renee was going to do it anyway. This is the vehicle she chose to do that. So, uh, again, four cohorts, um, a lot of folks out here creating businesses for themselves. Four co cohorts. So um, I agree with that. It's what what an individual brings to the table. You can give them the program, but if mm -hmm. they don't take advantage of it Absolutely. or if they're not motivated, then it's not going to happen. So, no, I, I, I respect that. And I'm not trying to say that there's any more than one Renee because Renee's fabulous. But, yes, um, so four cohorts so far. You were in the first. Um, did you um, – when you went through it, I'm, I'm guessing you're, you learn as you go, too. The program adapts and evolves. How has it changed over the four? Uh, yeah. So uh, for one, uh, again, it gets better and better, right? As we're adapting and uh, adding new leading edge methodologies, uh, methodologies to train folks and deliver better content and more hands-on and thinking outside the box with how we deliver content, um, yeah, that's uh, I've been seeing it improve, right? More folks are developing businesses. More folks are out there developing customers. So uh, it keeps getting better. Awesome. Well, after the break, we'll talk about how other people can get involved to make it better. Where do you turn to stay in touch with the city around you? Broadcast news isn't what it used to be. And commercial radio doesn't scratch that itch. If only there was one place you could get it all, when you want, wherever you want, on your schedule, there is. 
the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city on your schedule at queencitypodcastnetwork.com and everywhere you get your podcasts. Let's talk about City Startups Labs. What is it and why does it exist? Yeah, so City Startup Labs, uh, we're looking to address social economic mobility. Um, We're talking for uh, returning citizens or those that are formerly incarcerated, uh, as well as support black tech uh, black tech founders. Um, so as we know, these are underserved, upper, underrepresented, uh, underserved, underrepresented um, community. And uh, as our executive director, Henry Rock, would say, we are reimagining the entrepreneur and we are reimagining um, who gets to play in this arena. So um, City Startup Labs has these two programs. Mm-hmm. The one that you lead is REAP. So explain to me why that was created. Yeah, so the Reentry Entrepreneurship Program, or REAP, um, was created to kind of alleviate the challenges faced by those that are formerly incarcerated. When we look at um, a rate called the recidivism rate, which is um, commonly used in this reentry space, this mm-hmm. refers to folks that were in prison that come home and then go back to prison, right? So a high recidivism rate is bad. Uh, one of the biggest leading uh, indicators of recidivism is folks having an income or a job when they come home. Um, it's easier to stay out if you mm-hmm. have a reason to be out. Absolutely. Uh, and at the same time, if you look at the uh, the stats as early as uh, last year, you'll see that 65% of folks um don't find a job when they come home for up to four years. What? 65, yeah, 65%. Um, And to put that in perspective, uh, we peaked at 15% unemployment in 2020. So that is, uh, you know, so how do we close that gap? Is there a way to create value add employees? Is there a way to uh, develop our own businesses? So so with Reap, we've talked about um, Renee's experience, um, how proud you are of her and mm-hmm. all the other people who've gone through the co- cohorts. Um, I'm sure some of our listeners are interested in getting connected. What, w- what ways can they get connected to you guys? Oh, absolutely. So the easiest way to uh, connect with us is through our website, citystartuplabs.com. Um, for other reentry organizations, for uh, corporations that are looking to become second chance, fair chance employers, reach out. Let's connect. Let's have a conversation. There could be the potential for collaboration. Um, for other folks that would like to uh, contribute their time, skills, experiences, or other resources, go to our website. We have a volunteer form. Uh, there's a lot of work that goes into this. We're talking facilitators, business coaches, business advisors, Um and, uh, you know, we plan many events, et cetera. So uh, check us out. And for everyone else, uh, please subscribe to our newsletter and be in the know. Know that City Startup Labs exist and know what we're up to. And I'm guessing there's a donate button, too, if people want to support you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Renee, when we were talking during the break, you had mentioned, you know, when people help, they don't necessarily know what they're doing. So I'm get. 
I'm going to guess, Travis, that when someone fills out an application, you're vetting them, you're going through them, you're preparing them for the experience that they might possibly have and figuring out where they go. But obviously, even the best or well-intentioned people make mistakes. It's not always perfect when someone's trying to help. So you were saying that too, that that your experience, sometimes that help wasn't at the right time or the right place. Yeah, I, I believe that sometimes people can have a preconceived notion of what help looks like. Um, and that coupled with the assumption that you are correct, you will miss the mark of actually helping the person you intended to help. Um, and so someone being labeled as a convicted felon, re-entry, um, justice involved, a label doesn't tell the whole story. The person that wears that label is the expert in that situation, in that scenario. So if I were to say that in plain language, you can ask me what help I need versus coming to me and saying, hey, I'm here to help. Let me give you the vocabulary that you need to be successful in this industry. Um, I want to give you the connections that you're going to need to be successful in the industry. Um, if I've not done any groundwork to sustain it after you're gone, that really wasn't helpful. Well, right. So through REAP, what I'm hearing you say is you're meeting mentors, you're working with Travis, you're working through this program to create a plan. You you've you have this idea, you're creating this plan. I mean, it, it, it's in motion, it's changing. If somebody wants to help you, they need to know what that plan is. They can't assume what a plan is. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, they need to know the plan and the barriers for why that plan has not progressed. Exactly. And that only happens with the conversation. So as a participant, I walk the line of, well, I have a lot going on. I really don't want to waste anyone's time. Yeah, they said they're here to help. They said they're here to mentor, but I'm carrying so much. And I just would hate to cause them to feel uncomfortable or uh, sad. So I kind of have to hold it in and wait for uh, an appropriate time or a cue that suggests that it is safe um, to share. Yeah. Sometimes people are so eager to help, they don't stop and listen. And you're saying, ask the question and listen before you jump in. Yeah. Okay. Of course. I th that's really helpful. I think that's really, and I think the people who are listening to this need to hear that because I do think my listeners are people who want to help. And yes, they might be very eager to help, um, but they need to know who they're helping and get it. And the, the fact that they can work through REAP to meet people who could benefit, I think that's awesome. But understand that it all comes from a place of respect. We need to right. respect people. We need to listen to people. Well, I appreciate you both being here today. Is there anything that you didn't share with me already that you want to make sure that the people listening here? Justice, individuals that are justice involved have different barriers across the board. So I am a mother before I'm anything else. My barriers will look different than a man coming home from prison that does not have any children. He may be able to work more hours or have two jobs or really put the feet to the pavement to establish a business and do that in a shorter time frame. Whereas the business decisions that I make and the moves that I make, I have children that I have to include in every aspect of thinking, decision making and execution. So 
we may share the same barrier of being justice involved, but our situations are vastly different. Yeah. And it goes back to what Travis said. There's only one Renee. There's only one person. <laughs> right. right. You know, everybody has has their own um, experience that they're living, um, that they bring, and um, which is exciting because the ideas that can come from this, the businesses that can come from this will all be unique and interesting, but they're on different timetables based on the people that are involved. Well, I want to thank you both so much for being here. Um if you know someone who's like Travis or Renee who is doing good in our community, let me know. Tell me about someone or a nonprofit organization that should be heard on Do Good Charlotte. Reach out to me, Pamela Escobar, on social media. I'm Reporter Pam on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or X. Or go to the Queen City Podcast Network page and fill out the contact form for Do Good Charlotte. A big thanks to Share Charlotte. Make sure you use the hashtag DoGoodCLT and head to ShareCharlotte.org to find nonprofits looking for your help. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com.